Craig has entered the room. Yo. Who's waiting for you? Hey, what's wrong? Oh, it's nothing. It's just a readjustment. Welcome to the Road to Damnation podcast. Like, I almost feel stupid repeating, hey, welcome to the Road to Damnation podcast. <laughs> That's because you are stupid, but it's fine. Oh, there most you people are. <laughs> no, yeah. gotta, gotta be. Got him. Right. To be on our show, we require that you hate yourself after a certain period of time. <laughs> <laughs> need to have a healthy amount of self-loathing. Do you Hashtag. need some of those flat razors to slit your wrists? Oh! <laughs> I'll mail you some. Alright. Friendship. <laughs> Friendship. I'm sorry. Alright. Welcome to the Road to Damnation, a Horace Heresy podcast. And apparently right, also right. one about self-loathing. <laughs> And apparently one is cut your wrist. Why not? There you go. Hey, you know what? Hashtag I feel targeted. Yep. <laughs> Good. It's Merka. Merka. Oh, God. We've gone there already. That one off this ship. <laughs> it hasn't started well. Uh... Your mom started well. Oh! Oh! <laughs> so, oh, God. British people. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yo, everyone wants to be us. That's that's the problem. You and your superior intellect. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. So tonight, as you can hear, I'm here with Cycle Chris and Shane. How's What's going on, everybody? Pretty good. How are you, fellas? I've been on a rant before this podcast started, so I feel pretty good. Oh my like, god. Same. Both it. Yeah, feeling pretty good, I guess. Life's good. Life's good. Uh, just if you were wanting to know, Chris is selling a bunch of really old epic stuff that will be on eBay. <laughs> yeah, basically Orcs, Chaos, and Eldar, and there's a lot of metal Eldar. I actually, I think I have all of the Primarchs in epic scale. Like, the original ones don't look as good as the current ones. I don't think I'm selling all like some of the cool metal shit, but basically all the metal elder shit. Yeah, man. <coughs> Who likes elder? Let's be real. <laughs> Fuck if I know. You just have a weird collection of elder. Maybe you're really into old alien races. <laughs> no, it was all actually free. I knew someone that was moving out of the country for love. And um, they just gave me an ass load of stuff. Like, basically, like, I had an eight-foot bed in my pickup truck. I filled out a third of it with just, like, like old wargaming shit and role-playing books. It was pretty cool. That's pretty epic. How about you, How about you, Shane? How was your week? Pretty good. For, uh, as far as, like, hobby progress goes, um... Yo, you're I... skipping a session. Oh, Excuse sorry. Oh, but no, shit. you can do hobby progress. Let's do yeah, hobby progress. Yeah. yeah, I'm fucking... I'm jumping the gun. Right. I... I uh, so I got back on the commission train. I got took a pretty long hiatus there. But after painting over 300... Or, sorry, almost 300. Um, 
world eater models. I needed a break from painting world eaters. And then suddenly someone gave me a world leaders commission. And that was like the straw that broke the camel's back. And I was like, Oh my God, like I can't, I need, I need a minute. So, mm. yep. What's up? You mean you don't love painting white? Well, I mean, painting white is my bread and butter. Um, it's definitely the technique I've definitely mastered. I, I feel pretty, it looks pretty good. And uh, so, it, I don't know, hard to, sometimes you, you need a break. You know, you got to change up a bit. So I did. <laughs> uh, I painted Titanicus for a while, but now back on the commission train. So uh, I smashed out some assault Marines for a dude and next will be some uh uh what are they the rampagers i got rampagers which god knows why he wants to run them because they're way too expensive for what they do um and then that will be the the end of this fucking commission shane do you want to shamelessly plug your commission service so uh i'm all booked up right now but if you want to con- get in contact with me and t- talk about some future jobs, maybe uh, that would be on Instagram at at crimson underscore path underscore studio, or just look me up on Facebook. Same thing. Crimson path studio. Uh, and uh, we can discuss uh, what you need and uh, what you're looking for. It'll take six months to get, but it'll be worth it. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's, that's the how miniature studio. <laughs> and and that's six years, not six months. Can you imagine, Gee Willikers. When you said smash out, I thought you were going to start talking about Lewis's mom. Oh, blowing out that back sounds like a white girl running in flip flops. <laughs> How about it? How about it? It's all yours. <laughs> hey, wait, y'all, y'all done with it? I love the chemistry on this show. Yo, <laughs> all I'm saying is eight kids. <laughs> And so, man's gotta eat. <laughs> Fucking hashtag shoot the rope. Do it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is me like trying to transition, but failing miserably. <laughs> okay. So anyway, and then um, so I did those, and then I also did a little bit of work on. Uh, it's technically a commissar model. Um, but I'm not sure what that translates into for a militia army, but someone gave me one of those. So I did a little bit of work on that. Taking that one kind of slowly because these world leaders are a lot more intense. Uh, and I also got all the airbrush work. Well, not all of it, but I got about 90% of all the airbrush work done on my two warhounds. So, uh, cause really the only 30 K progress for me personally has been for Titanicus. Dude. Titanicus. That's the only updates we're getting from Forge World. Right. Oh, yeah, but it's heresy. It is truly heresy. Until someone puts like a bunch of like ridiculous chaos markings on it and make it look like it's not meant to be in heresy. I fucking hate. Uh, You know what? Thank you. I'll just save that. I'll save that. (laughs) Guys, what? What? What's your? uh, What's your hobby progress? Yeah, Chris, what's your hobby progress? Jack shit, trying to decide what to sell, and um, that's about it. My hobby consists of when I talk to you guys, and I just paint shit. <laughs> I'm just trying to decide what to unload, because I've got shit I haven't touched for so many years. It's just like sitting there, 
Like, I just need to get rid of it, so... What neckbeard did you rape in order to get them? Dude, I have so much fucking shit. Dude, I, I remember one summer, I paid... When I was in grad school, I paid rent just by selling complete-in-box epic stuff. <laughs> it was that crazy. It was fucking... Like, it was not a tall stack of shit, either. That shit was going for so much money at the time. Dude, to be fair, I've been down in your man cave and there is a lot of stuff down there and then you but, showed me a room round the back that had even oh, more yeah. stuff <laughs> I showed you the storage area that's what i'm sifting through right now actually <laughs> not right not as we speak i'd fucking blow my brains out but after this bourbon kicks in i'll definitely do it <laughs> that's like uh one of the dudes for uh <clears throat> betrayer uh his place oh my god we his nickname in our uh chats is the holy land because like going to his house is truly like going to the holy land of miniature wargaming because there's like there's tables there's beautiful miniatures everywhere there's posters and books and like then he's got um like food and snacks and he feeds you and you're just like you walk in the door and it's just like oh because like the way it's designed there's a big ass sunroof on the top and the sunlight just like filters down from the heavens and the angels weep with such beauty in miniature wargaming do you just walk in there with your dick out pretty much every time yep. i just drop i literally knock on the door and drop my pants yeah i thought I we should add that like hallelujah as like shane's really talking about this place <laughs> every time yeah that's crazy yeah Chris's place is pretty much the same. You, you can think of it like an old gaming system or if you like an old tabletop game format, he has probably got some model in there. <laughs> oh, awesome. definitely. Except like not, I don't have tons of beautiful miniatures. <laughs> <laughs> like tons of unpainted shit. Like it's a miracle. I have a painted army. <laughs> Gotta you be know? a closer, man. Can't be a cunt. Yeah, I know. I mean, you already are, but you know what I mean? Yo, what was that? (laughs) Did you just hear a kangaroo? I don't know. It's I don't even know what that was. Hashtag closer. Yes. I don't even know where to begin here. Let's see. Oh, can I go for happy progress now? I think we uh lost. Yeah. So I've got amongst all this old epic, there's like I have some metal ones, but I'm just using a plastic one. The um uh, what's it called? The Land Raider. What's the fucking? Why am I just drawing a blank? Man, I'm getting old. Damn. What? The what? Land Raider with the tracks that run all the way around it. I can't fucking. Think. Land Raider. Uh... Proteus. There. Proteus. Yeah. <laughs> I got it before you. Um, Fuck off. <laughs> so I got like a shit ton of these little plastic Land Raider Proteuses from like the first wave of um, epic stuff. Um. So I'm going to put that on the base. And I've got a rhino that's actually got the round doors, some plastic ones. I'm going to put oh, on nice. the bases of my uh, warlords. <laughs> put Titanicus? Yeah. That would be sick. Because, like, it looks, you know, look, that's 30k, you know, appropriate. So, and it's actually legit stuff. So I'm going to base that tonight after I, um, you know, while we talk and I work on my, um, what's it called? My warlords and my dwarfs, chaos dwarfs. Nice. I was like, hang on, were you just referring to uh, Questoral Knights as dwarfs? 
<laughs> yeah. Dude, did you see like the like the copy and paste of like a Facebook post where people are talking about using Terminator miniatures as Questorius Knights? Questorius Knights. No, like they, they're talking about talking about using the knight weapons and gluing on the Terminators because they were just so cute looking. Oh, where do you find this cancer? Like <laughs> somebody copy and pasted it, so it's your fault. Just blame that, you. It's not my fault. I don't copy and paste cancer. Was it? What did they happen to play forty k? Yeah, they, they were forty. It was a forty k centric group. Oh, that that explains it. <laughs> it does. Well, then I definitely wasn't involved in that. I know. I just wanted to say it was your fault because I needed a scapegoat. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm drinking, so I need to like enforce some kind of dysfunction. Hashtag fuck Shane. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I really gotta get going on those t-shirts again. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm still waiting for mine. Gosh. Fuck off. <laughs> Alright, so uh, my hobby progress, I've, I've got like two things. Um, so I, I painted up a javelin attack bike. No, it's attack. I don't even know what's called at this Speeder? point. Speeder, yes. Um, with my first vehicle attempt at a airbrushing, um, and then stopped off at uh, the, the local gaming store and picked up some scale seventy-eight paints for metallics. I gotta say, I'm pretty impressed with the way the metallic paints came out on that. They're pretty exactly how I kind of imagined it in my head is the best way of describing it. Nice. Um, so I'm pretty pumped with the way that came out and I'm pretty set with how my uh, third legion is going to look in terms of color wise. I'm pretty happy with the choices I made. I don't know. I sent you guys the picture. Or did I? I don't know. I've forgotten at this point. I saw the javelin. I thought it looked awesome. Yeah, that's the, and then I've, I've got to paint up some troops, see what it looks like on the troops. The one fear I have is painting white, but I'll get to that uh, well, later on. You got Shane. Uh, that's questions for Lisa now, um, as he's airbrushing. Sorry, I'm back. Um, so, yeah, so my javelin, I'm pretty happy with the way that came out. Um, and then Yeah, I it looked really great. It's pretty happy. There's some tips from Runestorm painting. He was giving me uh, a varnish technique to get in all the crevices. Good. Um, and then I'm going to bug you about white since that will be the first time I'm putting white onto a miniature and it's already been a bitch. Oh shit. So you want some live on air uh, advice on white? Yeah, we'll do that later because this is airbrushing for noobs. No. <laughs> um, shamelessly plug the episode title in. Hey. Um, so then my second hobby progress, which is going more on the literature literature side of things, is um I started getting back onto reading the books and I was reading Ooh. you know how one book that I missed out in the ones I I skipped it because I didn't find it that interesting, but I've gone back to re-listen to it was Fulgrim, the book. You skipped it? I did skip it because it didn't you seem did- that it what wasn't f- interesting at the start. So I've What's gone, it like, like? What the fuck was it like growing up in communist China? That book's fucking amazing. 
Well, now that I've <laughs> now that I've got back into it and started reading it, it it's you mean weird. now that your balls have dropped? That sh- what the fuck? What the fuck? I can't. I can't. I can't. And, you know the book just doesn't start off that great, and it's, then you don't start off that great. <laughs> said no woman ever. <laughs> That's true because you are a virgin. So. No! Oh! Oh! Damn. Man, you got him fired up, Lewis. What happened? <laughs> it's that rant. It's that pre pre show rant. I'm all fucking assed up tonight. It's it's, <laughs> it's the Shane rant section. He's he's ready to go. You want you want to Shane? You want to take a minute, do some blow, gather your thoughts, and then just fucking. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Jeez. But, so I started reading that, and uh, actually managed to get Craig Bolt through a text and we were having a good back and forth because like oh you know, okay yeah so so we we were you know was, there's a point in the book where like fulgrim technically could have stopped the heresy yeah and that alair sword that he's taken like mm-hmm. he escapes from it but then eidolon's like hey you asked for this sword but he never asked for it and it's like when the sword comes along it like completely changes his thoughts so it's like the start of the heresy. There's so many things yeah. that go into this. It's just like crazy. Um, definitely recommend, you know, the book starts off slow. Definitely recommend it to anyone. Um, don't want to give too much away. But it is a great book. Yeah. I'm 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 nearing the end of it, so I'm pretty excited to now that I've read the books past that, it kind of makes more sense. So I'm I'm pretty interested to see how that story progresses further down. Oh, there is definitely a progression of there's a there's a lot of books in the series you can skip for sure, like that are just absolute trash. Um, Battle for the Abyss, for one. Um, a lot of the short story compilation books, I don't care what anybody says, most of them you can just skip and move on, and you won't miss anything later in the series. Um, except for like, there might be some obscure reference here and there that you won't get, but honestly, like who gives a fuck? Cause most of the time you don't even get them anyway, but Fulgrim is one of those books you definitely need to read. If you're going to like stay in tune with the heresy, as far as the black library books go, which are coming to a fucking end, but I'll save that for the, oh, yeah. the siege of yeah. terror. Um, yeah, but it's like- weird. they're just the rebrand. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. See your terror. No, no. You, you were talking about something, you know, not trying to jump around here. Because I want to jump all over that paper, boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I... process what just happened. <laughs> Chris, it sounds like your dad. What? It sounds like your dad. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, damn. Oh, you're doing a you're switching over to like your dad jokes. Wow. <laughs> He's living in 2050. We're living in 2018. Jesus Christ. Well, you know, there's actually a thing where like there your dad jokes like I don't know if it's still popular, but it was like replacing your mom jokes from the 90s where they were like but the jokes were supposed to start with like your dad's ass. <laughs> yeah. Of course. All right. Of course. You just ruined that. It's so let's just uh, move, this is, move past done. that. Delete that segment. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it didn't. I think it was short lived. But no, I was. It's I was California, actually, man. I was just referring to. So I actually, I think I jumped it 
to the Dark Angels book, which was good, but I feel like that's one you could miss. Which one? Descent of Angels, the first the first of the Dark yeah. Angel series? Yeah. <sighs> yeah, it, it's it's a rough read for sure. It was a huge letdown because like I, you know, that book came out and uh there was still like like there was no 30k. Like there was no horse heresy. It was just horse heresy novels. You know what I mean? Like there was no gaming. Yeah. And uh so like at the time I was a Dark Angels player, so I was so excited and like I'm like, oh my god, like I'm gonna get answers, like here, here we go, like we're gonna like read all about it, and like you just get jack shit. Yeah, I that's the you know, I actually enjoyed it as a read, but you do get nothing from that. Right, I agree. And for a science, well, barely science fiction book, it was an enjoyable read. Yeah, I, I I'll agree with that. Yeah. It, it, but for you know, for progression, nothing. In terms maybe it's a better Primark novel. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I thought I was alone in thinking that the Dark Angel novels weren't really that interesting. Whoa, 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 whoa! Did you read Angels of Caliban? Probably not. I think I listened to it. Then. <laughs> I don't think so because that book is fucking amazing. I think uh, if you were talking about that what? first book, because it just lays out the the history of the Dark Angels, and like it doesn't really like it's not really a primar book because it doesn't really follow the Lionel the Lionel Johnson uh, Johnson that much. It just is uh, Xavier. I think his name was Zahariel. Um, oh yeah, Zahariel. Like yeah, they, uh, all like, the names are too fucking similar for me. I'm just not that smart, I guess. Sahara, like, it, it follows Sahario's journey and then it kind of it leads you to the bit about the Dark Angels where Lionel doesn't trust half his legion, so he sends them back to Caliban. Like that's all it did. Well then that happened because of like a bomb. Where, like, yeah, like a psychic bomb. Zahario, whatever his name is, like basically saved Lionel Johnson's life, but then he rewarded him by sending him back to the fucking Caliban and just forgetting about him. Pretty much. I mean, the lion's a huge dick. Is the one like overarching theme of the entire like Dark Angel story. He's a prick, man. Is he truly he's a traitor? Dorn, but he's still a dick. No, he's not a traitor. Selfish, Ooh. yes, not a traitor. But yeah, no, so not convinced, huh? No, I'm not. I think he could have been a traitor. I think that I think that what I know about him. What I've heard, like he would have been a traitor if it benefited him. But I, you know, I, but then again, the emperor is a fucking prick. Like, look at what he did to Angry Ron. You know, mm-hmm. the water boy from the fucking Adam Sandler. You know, like, like that, he he like made that guy even more retarded than he already was, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not wrong. <laughs> Yo, not even that. If you want to go on the Emperor's a Dick theme, um, Magnus the Red tried to warn him of uh, Horace's Fuck betrayal. Fuck Magnus. Dude, I love Magnus's story. Like, How? Magnus would cuck. probably... Magnus is the kind of guy that would, like, bend over in front of a mirror and, like, stare at his own asshole, like, from mm. between his own legs, while jerking off at the same time. How does that even compete? Wait, what? How do we get there? Like, just don't question me. All right. So now that we're past what Chris does in his spare time, can we please get back to thirty? Oh my God! There's never going to be any listeners ever again. <laughs> We've turned an innocent character into a um, porno. <laughs> 
It's not Why even. Not? What kind of, <laughs> that's not even. What kind? What the fuck kind of porn are you watching? That's just awful. <laughs> British people. <laughs> so, you you Americans have it way subdued over here. <laughs> Thanks for reinforcing everything that we just said. Oh God. So uh, you know. Oh God! Please move on. <laughs> please move I actually think Magnus, you know, technically, you know, he was his mind was in the right place. He's like that clumsy like person that like does something, but then ends up making it worse. Was it though? Like he literally thought so highly of himself that he thought the emperor didn't already know. Like really? Because like they talk about how it, like he's. There, there's the one scene, and I, oh gosh, I can't remember the book, but it's the book where it starts out. It might be the Master of Mankind, but it's the book where it starts out with Magnus breaching through the um, the 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 webway on Terra and like fucking everything up. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then I think in like the first Heretic or whatever, I think that's the book. They give like a date or something, and like Magnus is late. Like it's already like it's like, dude, you were like, what the fuck? Like I think the wolves are already dispatched or something. I forget. There's like a huge inconsistency, but like the emperor's like, bro, like fuck off. Like I already know. Get out of here. <laughs> but yeah, Bruh. like your mom goes to college, you know. Dude, I, uh, you've obviously read more than I have at this point, but like, I don't know. I, I kind of like the the Thousand Sons. I just wish they weren't so broken to play with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you can run them fairly mild, but it's. Like, I mean, I I feel like at our event, people handled that pretty well. I don't think there was a single Thousand Sons player that was like OP or like you know. What do you guys think? No, definitely there was no no player that was OP, but like they can be. I'll say the Thousand Suns players I've encountered knew they know they're broken and they self-regulate accordingly. The thousand or uh, the spaceless players I run into either refuse to admit that they're broken or admit that they're broken and don't self-regulate. Yeah. But that's just a dick who probably plays 40k. That's just my opinion. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Just go flip your Phosphex templates. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you have room to talk 15 fire drakes. I didn't I'm say a, that. I, I don't run fire drakes, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, I didn't say that, you know, but, you know, the list I'm planning to bring for Betrayer has got some false facts in it and some mm-hmm. horses and. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, how do I get to play you? I just want to play you. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Shane, I think he just challenged you. Oh shit! I didn't. Sorry, it, I totally cut out my internet. Shit, the bet on that one. What do you, what do you say? I said I'm just building a list to play you. So how do I just play you? Oh, that's easy. <laughs> just fucking come to Betrayer, part I'm four. Be there. I'm, November seventeenth, three thousand points at the Adventurers Guild. You like that seamless plug there? You like that transition? Huh? I, I mean, I, I, I um, guess we can go there. <laughs> 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 Betrayer, part four. It is uh, 3,000 points. 
at the Adventurers Guild in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, November 17th. Uh, dice throw down at, you know, you would think I would remember this by now. I wanna, I'm going to say 12. Dice go down at 12. Uh, 650 point Lord of War cap. Custodes may only be taken as allies. Don't like it. Don't come. Uh, fully painted. Uh, three color minimum. However, there are bonuses if you are fully painted. So come hard and leave happy. What happens if I bring a heresy related t shirt? Get points for your uh, faction. We are debuting a new system to the game. I'm not going, or uh, the. I'm not going to say what it is, but we're pretty excited about it. Uh, and I think you guys are all going to like it. So yeah, definitely not to betray. Here, before your internet shot the beds, is it happened to be the system that you shared a link to? Is it what? Sorry, it, it shit the bed on you too. Yeah. But I was saying, is it happen to be the system you shared a link to? No. Oh, damn. Surprise for me when I show up. Nope. No, I uh, I sat down and wrote, wrote some stuff out one day, and uh, we've done some playtesting. Yep. So, pretty excited about it. I think it's going to be good. I think you guys are, uh, I think people are going to like it. So, yep. Damn. Good time. Nice. So, I'm pretty looking forward to uh, Betrayal. You know, um, whoever wants to come take a drive with me, totally heading down. So, anyone close to me, that is. I'm not going to pick you up if you live like four hours away from me. <laughs> but, I think I'm actually going to a wedding. At least you're not going to a fucking funeral. Dude, yeah, kind of the same thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> Only, yeah, but it's only for. Oh, I was gonna say it's only for one party, but it's a funeral. I don't know. Oh, does, oh. <laughs> does a funeral provide alcohol? No, that's true. Yeah, you're not supposed to be happy at a funeral. Nah, eh, just... You know, all around, each their own, whatever. I mean, you have to socialize with people. That's that's always a negative. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to. You could just. Hide. So I mean, uh, <laughs> happy thought. All right, so that that was pretty much how we progress. You know, some fun heresy stuff apart from Chris. Yeah, I hate myself. Yeah, Chris is a fuck off. We got it. But once again, keep an eye out if you see some epic stuff going on sale on eBay. It's probably Chris's. <laughs> Fuck yeah, it is. I get rid of that shit. So now this is the infamous new section, which we found hilarious, <laughs> and we're just gonna keep adding to it. Is Shades rant <laughs> about whatever the hell is going on in the heresy world? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever's got me cranked up, <laughs> and we we just keep poking the fire and <laughs> see how long this. <laughs> keep poking the fucking bear. <sighs> Cage animal, electric shock, and you're like, "Nah, fuck this." Yeah, Harris is an abusive. Um, it's like an abusive spouse, where you just keep coming back to it. It's like dating the. Uh, so there's that like special, crazy to hot scale that uh, that oh, what the hell is that TV show they always talk about? 
right? And Heresy is like the super hot and sexy girlfriend, but it's like wickedly crazy. And it's mm-hmm. like I don't know. Like the sex is great, but is it worth it? Like I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And, <laughs> and that's where I like I don't know if the sex is worth it right now. But here I am talking shit. It's uh, I just don't get why like where the fuck are the releases lately? Or and and not even that, but like when there are releases, like where are the good ones anymore? Like you're, you're yeah, it's kind of like oh shit, choppy. Basically, try, try going again. Uh, basically, Shane's, yeah. Shane is going on a tantrum about you, Forge World. What the fuck is up with the releases? It's not like some of the models coming out have been really good, but like it, it's like it's not like it used to be. It's just like you get a, like they're just kind of drip feeding everything, and I feel like they're using a huge excuse. Um, with Titanicus and like, Oh, it's heresy related. But like, look at the decal sheet that got previewed for Legio Mortis for t- it's fucking, it's the full size. This one's just scaled down. And like, I, I, okay. Like shame on me. I should have seen that coming, but like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, could you make an effort? Could you make it seem like you're trying? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't even know what's going on right now with the heresy and, and forge world at this point. You know, I, you know, as much as I like Titanicus, it's like, dude, really? That's that's your release for the heresy? Is is a fucking decal sheet? Well, and, yeah, and like, t- don't get me wrong. Like, Titanicus is really fun. I'm really enjoying it, and it, it's definitely for me. It was a much needed like change of pace for um, uh, 30k. Uh, but it's just frustrating that like, you know, like Ultramarines player probably frustrated because they're still waiting for sculpts to come out, and like, here we are. It's fucking October and it's like okay like book like any word about book eight Did you any, gotta, like literally anything you gotta feel bad for Dark Angel space players at this point like one of the most popular legions is just no freaking rules yeah well, some rules terrible rules but <laughs> it's just, yeah and it it's it's just co- keeps coming back over and over again. I don't know. It's like, and then you get you get shit like that. That what the fuck was that dragon that came out from Forge on Friday? And it's like, yeah, or like before, dragon. Or, or before that, you had that fucking Necromunda thing come out. Really, like what the hell was that? Like, honestly, it looks like something that Mantic Games would have put out. <laughs> and this is supposed to be the finest miniatures company in the world, and it's just it's it's frustrating to see subpar stuff coming out now. And I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, I'm yeah. still playing it. I'm still, I'm still, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not throwing the talent or anything like that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, stop, like, stop feeding the trolls. Like, come on. Dude, so I, I was, you know, I, I ventured into my local game store, you know, and they were holding an AOS tournament. And they were telling me that all the rules are digital. And the way they've done this is so they can keep updating the rules. I'm like, but it's it's such BS because every time they release a new unit, it's probably the most overpowered unit, and they're just just like, oh yeah, you're seeing a ton of it. It's like, what the fuck is the point? Like, hey, AOS is all digital now. Yeah, they're they're big into the digital format yeah. of that. Yeah, if you download the app, it like updates every couple of weeks or uh, every couple of days. Sorry. 
Wow. Yeah, that's because there's there's so much wrong with it. Every time they release something, they have to constantly keep fixing it. Well, it's 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 in, it's indicative of a quote simplified rule set when you don't need any less books than I do for my quote overly complex and burden system. Fuck you! Like it's not. It's literally you're comparing. It's the same shit. It's just a different style of rules. Except it, my game. Ha- to have a more critical movement phase and fuck anybody who says that the movement phase is more critical in that in that style of, of rules because it's not say what you will it's not you can think it is but you're wrong it's not if i can drive up my land raider backwards the entire fucking game and it literally makes no difference you're wrong like you're 100 wrong when when it's like oh well melee the army god tier well why is that there's like spacing doesn't matter Template like there's no such thing as templates. Artillery can't target multiple targets. That, but okay, like yeah, you're right though. You're right. The movement phase is key though. Dude, it's it's such a. I think it's actually an insult because they came out with uh, Necromunda, which clearly relies on line of sight. That game is built yeah. around line of sight, and then like you know, it doesn't matter which way your vehicle faces, as long as it sees part of it, it's good. It's like, what the hell is part? Like, what's the point of having line of sight? Well, Let's just and p- play on phone boards. Why not? Yeah. Make blocks as, just so you have to drive around it. Yeah. I, I, you know what I don't understand is, I remember the last time I played, um, and we're clearly talking about eighth, but like, <laughs> like, why can't I shoot at somebody if they're not the closest target? Like, where, like, uh, that just leaves so much room for people being cheap and like just hiding the more valuable. I don't know. Like you put like a caster or something behind a, a unit of fucking idiots. I don't know. It's just I feel like it's poor tactics or allows for poor tactics. So it, it's more forgiving, which I do understand. You know, you want to draw new blood into the hobby. So to an extent, I understand that. But like at least in my local meta, like the new the, the addition change. Just if any, what it did was it got people banned. That's what it did because the because they just the cheating is insane. Yeah, but technically, like, is it cheating if they don't understand the rules? Because no, so no, no. Rules. This is legit cheating. This is legit cheating. This is like rearranging terrain at tournaments that has been set up by the TO so that your your melee slash deep striking army has an advantage. Wow, it's it's misinterpreting the terrain. Oh yeah, oh absolutely, yep, yep. Wow, yeah, it's telling people, oh no, you're that's not how your rule actually works. No, that is exactly how their rule works. It's just that you know that this they know that this person is new, and they change. You know, they're they're just fucking with them because the per they know the person won't question them, and that's the kind of shit that that just came out at least in my local area, but. It, you know, it's just, it's sad. It's sad. It, it, it gives the whole be a bad name. Just like I'm doing right now by bitching about this. <laughs> Come play <laughs> with us. <laughs> Come play with us. I'll bitch about every, anything. <laughs> no, I, I've definitely found, well, I, you know, personal experience that 30k players, they're just like, yeah, whatever, you missed it. Go back and do it. I don't care. Like, yeah. It's it's it like it would have happened. So what's the point of being like, nah, you can't do that now. It's just like whatever. You know, a rule set that I really like 
What? Warhammer Fantasy. Yeah, that's that was a that was fucking R.I.P. Like the fucking army that I'm doing right now is based on the Tamerkin book that Alan Bly wrote. And the only reason why they didn't have more of those is because heresy took off so fucking hard that they just, you know, switched their focus. But, um, talk about fucking genius work. Like, holy shit. Yeah. I need to check that book out. I love Alan Bless shit. Like, the Bad Eye Wars. <gasps> God. Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot about that, but I don't, I never fucking, like, looked at it. I thought about buying the books back <sighs> now, but. So, so Bad Up Wars was a test for 30k um, to see if like if it would be popular. I, I think to gauge interest, I, I guess I should say. Um, and so it's it's this it's pretty much the exact same thing. It's Marine on Marine. So you have the Tyrant of Badab uh, Lufthuron, who decides uh, I'm going to cleanse the the Maelstrom, right? And the Imperium's just like, no, like fuck off, you're not doing that. And so he's just like, um, actually, ha, lol, yes, I am. And so he just starts doing it anyway. And then the Imperium's like, bro, you can't do that. Here's some shit. So they send some shit to stop it. And he's just like, nope. And they just start shooting. And then but, uh, that's like the most awful rendition of the Bad Eye Wars. But... I've heard a lot of great things about it, though. So, oh, my God. I'd dude. love to actually check it out. It'd be a good reason to like play, some, you know, play some 40K shit. No, it wouldn't. There's no good well, reason eight, for that. But, you know. Like, what was it, like 6th edition when they wrote that? Uh, was it? I thought it was, I thought it was earlier than that. I don't know. I don't I fucking mean, know anything. Been, who the fuck knows? I, I, know I need to apologize this for last episode in my complete fuck-handing of the sniper rule, by the way. Oh, yeah. Before I forget again. Oh, my God. My brain was so fried when we were talking about that. I was so tired. So, yeah. Anyway. Oh, you blame it on the tiredness? Do you feel targeted? Nah, no, no. As as the young one in the group, do you feel targeted? <laughs> Does your ass hurt? A little bit, I guess. I mean, my back is sore from carrying you guys, but that's fine. <laughs> oh, dude, that must be a very sore back. <laughs> yeah, I gotta carry your fat ass, Lewis. So when that glossy coating on your tramp stamp dries, you'll feel better. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, probably. That's true. I didn't yet. I didn't even think about that. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> oh, I love myself. <laughs> no, but going back to the original rant, it's just it's frustrating that there ha- it just feels very stagnant and dead right now. And like apart from the community really pushing and driving it hard, you know, it's been very dull and and discouraging, you know. It can be dis- it- Definitely discouraging. But at the same time, you know, people have driven me further and further towards making sure my shit is good. And, like, that's what keeps the heresy community going. Well, you know, I have a theory that the reason why they're not releasing anything or haven't really been releasing shit is that they're going to switch the name of the game system pretty soon to the Siege of Terra. And um, just, it's gonna be the same shit, but like it'd also be a reason for them to switch to eighth edition rules. But like the the closer they get to the actual Siege of Terra, like I think they might switch it to that just to drive sales and associate the game more with the novels or something. There's a little theory I have. 
It's definitely possible. I know I'm. I'm definitely. Uh, that's another thing I'm a little frustrated with is the the black the, the black books, not the black books. Sorry, the black library books. Because yeah. like, yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ, how many books are we into this? Like fifty something. And like, how many books have you read that you're just like, wow, I, I could have skipped that. Like in the beginning, and I was like, it fucking just, balls deep into it. Go ahead. But. I loved it, but now I don't know. I don't even know where the fuck to start. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Rereading Fulgrim, well, reading Fulgrim for the first time, uh, like, and even the ones before that with like, um, th- those are some great novels. Like to read, they they really get you. Like I'm gonna this fucking heresy series is pretty fucking awesome. You know, and and definitely as you try and like move further down the line, you're like, wow, it's okay. Yeah. And then like you get like books like uh, uh, No No Fear, which like I know people, some people like that. I I did not like No No Fear. I did not like. I mean, Battle for the Abyss is is like beating on the redheaded stepchild like it's just so bad <clears throat> I don't know yeah I couldn't really get into that one just didn't really tickle my nuts you know what I'm saying yeah that poor red child that you just stepped on <laughs> this is all I got from that <laughs> oh the redhead stepchild that you just beat on like that's what battle for the abysses because like, it's so bad you just rehashing the same shit over and over again like that oh, book sucked don't read it yeah I, I i mean it's it's such a i don't know about you guys but like when when you read about the horror heresy and you learn about like the betrayal and like half the legions and you're like god oh, this is such a great storyline how could they fuck this up? And in true Games Workshop style, they they, they truly have fucked some of this up. That's, yeah, I, that's the, I, honestly that's Game Workshop Prime though. Like yeah, like honestly, like why would Forge World have changed anything? Like thirty k was their cash cow. Gift. So. I don't know what's happening out in PA. Probably not much. Some cows probably chewed on your line. <laughs> probably. Good. I don't know, man. So we're back. We never who, left. If we knows, were here the whole time. Actually, why not? <laughs> who knows how sloppy my editing is going to be? Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, oh. No, but like, as much as I was like bitching about the 30K, the, um, I'm, uh, the Black Library books. I'm equally excited about the, the shift to Siege of Terror because I'm hoping that um, they go in with a more clear sense of direction this time and are able to I don't know, just make it what we thought the thirty the Horse Heresy series was going to be. You know, like here is kind of like Beast Arises. I don't know if anyone's read that, but like that's a nice example of like, okay, like here's I forget if that's 10 or 12 books, but like here's a set amount of books. Here's the story beginning, middle and done. Well, also like, I think Alan Bly was ill when book seven landed. 
Like, I, I don't really, you know, so, like, keep in mind, before Alan Bly fell ill and then died, like, we had book six through book one, and Forge World was in a much better, like, the direction just seemed better. <clears throat> and so, like, that dude, I really think, is who carried Forge World in general, in my opinion. Like, based on my perspective, what I whatever ignorant fucking knowledge I have, you know, so, like, I think that's another thing that's what's happening with Forge World here is, like, their fucking leader, who was really, like, the creative genius behind all of what they were doing, in my opinion, um, fucking just died out of nowhere. So I also think, you know, maybe the new guy who's in charge of that stuff just doesn't maybe have the um, kind of push that maybe Alan Bly did, or maybe, I don't know. Does that sound like it can make sense here? I get what you're saying. I think Alan Blyde was the kind of guy he took his work home with him, but not in a bad way. Like, I think he just fucking loved what he did and we got, we all benefited from it. Fuck yeah, dude. So I I think that, you know, when they, if they start something almost like with a new slate, with a new leader, then it might be different because we are like, you know, this was all Alan Bly. Like 30K exists because of Alan Bly. Um, and someone else took over his his legacy, and they're probably just not, you know, I don't know if it's Games Workshop sabotaging 30k, which is, from what I understand, like the case, but like also, you know, the creators no longer there. So, no matter what happens, though, like it's still like the community's got, like we got this. So uh, honestly, I just want them to drop the models so that we can have the cool model because like uh, okay like i will like some people do some really awesome conversions and like that's great but i'm not nearly creative enough for that shit and i'm, I'm way too dumb so i like the sculpted models to come out from yeah. so that i can have the pretty models to look at and then i can go in and the community can take the rules and and make it better and then you know we can just play 30k and have some fun. I, I think that's where I'm at. If, they, if they're not going to make the models for Heresy, I would like them to at least drop Lionel, Sanguinius. Uh, who else would I want? I, I, I'm not a White Scars player, so I'm really not too fussed about it, Primark. Um, well, for, um, well, for models that need to be dropped? Yeah. There's that um, Ultramarines unit that isn't out. I know that. I can't remember what they're called, but obviously it's, I don't think it's in Victoria's Scissoring. Then we need to do uh, Dark Angels units, White Scars units, Blood Angels units, you know. I think that the other two that desperately need it, Lionel and Sanguinius need to come out. Like if I was talking about two Primarchs that just need to make it to the table, because you're talking about two armies in the 40k universe which are widely played and have their own rulebooks, and yet they still don't have a Primarch model. Yeah, two of the most popular. Yeah, yep. So yeah. Like, forgive me. The it's order. common. I mean that that's for sure. But like. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for Book 8 to see what comes out because I'm hoping that, um, you know, the way the rule book came out was pretty good. Um, definitely was a step in the right direction. Um, the FAQ, like, it, it definitely wasn't 
wasn't great. And like, there's, you know, it, it should have been better. That's for sure. But it was still like, Hey, like, I mean, it did address some issues. So like, okay. Um, so it, it's a matter of, you know, I'm hoping that when book eight comes out, that it, it's going to be just as good as, as we had hoped. Better than seven. Yeah, I mean, it's not hard to be better than seventh, but yes. Did they ever just like take that and like make corrections and then reprint it, or is the one that is for sale the one that's like still the 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 printing that's just got all those fucking errors and shit? Like, did they ever? Aren't there like a lot of grammatical mistakes and like spelling errors and shit? It was rushed for sure. No, but like, aren't there like legit, just blatantly obvious? Like, they just didn't even edit it at all, or like somebody just fucked up and brought the wrong, like, <laughs> like, copy to the printer, and then just said, "Oh well." Like, th- did they ever correct that and say, "All right, now here's the like, you know, the second printing," or are they just still printing the shitty fucking copy? <laughs> you know, that's a great question. I don't know anybody who's out there if you know. Uh, email us at the road to damned it. Yeah, there you go. Because like I remember nice back, there. my like, <laughs> I, I think I was reading the rule book for Warhammer Fantasy Six Edition. It was either fifth or sixth edition, and it was like this big paperback whatever book. And there's like an FAQ and all this stuff. And like I remember the FAQ or the Errata, whatever it was called. Yeah, this was the Errata with like corrections. Like they would have paragraphs with like little dotted lines that were like the right shape, where you would cut it out and paste it onto the actual rule book with the corrections. Like you could just use paste or double-sided tape, whatever, and cover the paragraph that's on the page and glue the correction on there, and then it's in your rule book and it's corrected. But I remember going through to make the corrections in my rule book, and I realized, oh, this is a more recent printing of this version of the rule book, and the corrections are already in it. So, Isn't that amazing? Like this was, <laughs> like the, we're talking early two thousands. So. Yeah. But now they're just like FAQ. You need to print this out. <laughs> yeah, or, or or we could okay because I got to get one last cheap shot in at forty uh, k. Or what we could do is once a year we do a big ass FAQ and then we make the dumbasses pay for it and call it chapter approved. <laughs> Like that that's my favorite. It's just like great job, guys. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the big one to happen where people are that are waiting for their codex. And I think there's um Sister of Silence and uh, I think I forget the other that that are still waiting for their codex and games workshop and it'd be like, Yeah, cool, we're moving to ninth. Oof. That's a classic move they would do. Oh, aren't they coming out with the the next edition soon? It's highly likely because they're not happy with the one that's currently out. (laughs) Well, I don't know. This 30K podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Cough, cough. We're not moaning about 40K. It's my fault. Oh, God. (laughs) Show us on the doll where the 40K touched you, right? There you go. All right. All right. right. So we'll slowly transition this into news and events, which we've already covered one, which is coming up very soon. So if you're in the area, definitely check it out. Um, And then, you know, other than the painting event that's happening up by me, does anyone else have any news? 
Chris found out that his surgery to become a man became or become a woman became pretty well. Pretty yeah. well. Yep. I, I found someone I'll do it in an alley. Fifty bucks. Damn. Sniff and tuck. Wow, that's I don't know. There's a lot of Elmer's glue in the shelf. <laughs> or what he claimed to be Elmer's glue. <laughs> oh yeah, I see where you're going with that. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> All right, so so we, we, you know, as as you can see, there's not much new in the world of heresy apart from a transfer sheet from Forge World uh, this week. So if you're looking at that for Titanicus, it's not really new. So we'll just bypass that. And um, yeah, and I I am not repainting three more goddamn warlords and twelve fucking knights and two fucking reavers. I'm not doing it. Like I'm not repainting. I'm not buying new to repaints just so I can use some goddamn answers. No, not doing it. That fuck it. Fuck. Okay, these models are amazing. I love them. Like it's so much fun. I'm I'm enjoying the game. It's so much fun. Um, my buddy has this awesome blog that I want to shout out called M amiotically tanked.com. You want to spell that because uh, that sounded pretty broken up. <laughs> amniotically tanked. Any better? Amniotically tanked. Yeah, it's super fucking. Yeah, it's it's a big ass mouthful. <laughs> so if you want to find him, um, Google this word that's never been really used that often. <laughs> yeah, maybe somebody will put it in the show notes. <laughs> cough, cough. Yeah, you're gonna have to text me to, for me to remember that <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, but he's got tutorials on like magnetizing the reavers and the warhounds and basing tips and shit like that and it's just it, it's a great blog it, it helps you get hard and turgid for uh, titanicus and, and up your uh, hobby level I can't talk about the source at all but I do have access to um, like parts that we could use on the warlord and like basically any other titan like this well, scale I mean, titan model I would um, imagine so with all the fucking epic shit you're pulling out of your fucking attic yeah, no, but like stuff that's up the an appropriate scale that's currently being manufactured. Like, can't talk about the source, but so if you guys want it, I can put it in my next order. So the next, the, the next drug order. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I have an ass load of metal um, Titan bits from the old scale. Mm -hmm. But uh, for the newer stuff, I've got like uh like power fist and stuff for warlords and shit that I can get. Nice. So, True scale. Yeah, to it's it's admit, it fits the scale of the current Adeptus Titanicus. Wow, it's very high quality. From Forge World, cough cough. Yeah, right. Echoes. <laughs> <laughs> when do you, how long do you think it is they're gonna wait before they drop the fucking weapon upgrade for the Warlord? Like what, another two months? You think? It can't be. I don't know what's up with that. I mean, obviously with the. Yeah. No, I'm just, I'm gonna go on a rant. If you play with the double volcano cannons, do you want to demolish your uh your warlord before it even gets the move? Because it's draining, so it has to heat up the re reactor. It's it's just a dumb weapon setup. Here's a question: Can you share void shields off of smaller titans? Yes. 
So I could just have like the maximum number of warhounds surround, like bubble wrap a fucking warlord that's got two power fists and just run forward with it like the water boy and just attack my opponent's warlord. In, in theory, yes. That, that's just fucking hilarious. That sounds fun. Can you do it in a full turn game? Probably not. Oh yeah, because you can only move fucking four to six inches with a warlord. It, it kind of makes the power fist re- like if you're gonna use it, it, it makes it irrelevant. I don't know about you, Shane, but it, for me, I think it's uh, it would be tough to get a warlord in combat within the regulatory four turns. Yeah, I, the I think the <clears throat> the power fist is. It's an awesome idea, but yeah, I, I, it's tough to justify having that on a on a warlord. You know, like you said, it's the game's short; they move slow. So unless you're unless you know your opponent's like super aggressive and he's going to get in your face, I I, I agree with you. I I just don't see that. Does not mean I'm not going to have one. I'm gonna. <laughs> it, I, it's so goddamn cool looking. Yeah, dude. It's just ah man, uh, I you know, it's tactically you think it's gonna be awesome, you know, warlord. It's just got his fist that can beat the crap out of someone else's, but like the only time I could see it being feasible was if a reaver came into close combat with you. Close combat, yeah. I put that in air quotes, or you being attacked by like Questor or Nine Banners. I, I couldn't see it being used to smack another warlord. Just because I know how slow these fuckers go, and especially if you're not moving in your uh, shooting phase, they're, they're not the quickest. Mm. How, how fast does the um? Oh boy, the reaver move. That's it. The reaver is like eight and six. I'm pretty sure it, he's quick. You can get him him into combat pretty quickly. How far do the warhounds move? They're quicker. I have yet to play in a game where the war warhounds are used, so I haven't yet to experience them. But I'm pretty sure they they probably followed the same logic. I mean, if if you don't put your reaver in cover, and and once again, if 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 you're playing on a terrain that's pretty open, and you're playing warlords, and you have a, like a reaver, your reaver's going down to the warlords. Just keep it out of keep it out of sight. Yeah. The, you know what's really good for line of sight blocking terrain in Adaptus Titanicus? Shane, you want to help Fuck me out? <laughs> you. Oh my god. Dude, I was there. Do we have... God damn it. Every Sorry, fucking time. I have to do it. <laughs> Fuck you. You know, you know what's also really good as painted up for Adeptus Titanicus? You're fucking knights. <laughs> so you can actually play the goddamn game. Oh. Instead of just feeling your fucking non-closer bullshit. Hey, I'm painting them right now. Yeah, well, paint, not the knights. Paint it with, yeah, exactly. Paint it with them fucking ropes you're firing off. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. Hashtag shoot the rope. Hashtag fuck Grant. I did. <laughs> fuck Shane. Wow, I, I can't even speak. Ha- hashtag get the poison out. <laughs> I did. We'll see if I'm a father again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot first, think later. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm not telling that story. 
All right. <laughs> All right. So we've pretty much uh, summoned it into this next section, which is airbrushing for noobs. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know what to say at this point. How shooting ropes ties into painting. We're going into painting. This, this, this makes sense. Yeah. You know, for anyone that's new to the hobby. Yeah. Paint the walls. Paint your models. Anyone that's brushing, and I did it for a very long time, dude, respect goes out to you. It's so much effort, and the models do look great. I'll give a shout-out to Thomas in our group. Shane, I think you've seen his word bearers uh, contemptor, right? Unless you were totally ignoring the chat. Yeah, that was great. That dude, for a paintbrush, that model looks amazing. Yeah, yeah, he did a really nice job. Looks yeah, great. It did look awesome. I was actually logged in and saw it. Yeah, he he's he's been like, yeah, I I'm using a paintbrush. I'm like, I feel so bad because now I've gone on this venture, which is airbrushing, and I was doing paintbrushing, but not to the extent he's doing it. Don't even know how he's doing half that with a paintbrush. Very so. carefully. All right. Yeah. So. We finally got into this section we've been talking about for a while. It's like airbrushing for noobs. So I totally took the plunge and dove into airbrushing and purchased all the gear requirement. And for anyone that is just dying airbrushing, it is fucking intimidating. It's the best way of describing it. Um, there's different types of airbrushes, different types of compressors, paints. Thinners, cleaners. Uh, I don't even know. I feel like I'm missing something. Uh, extraction fans, like all this kind of crap that you you, you just want to get into it. And you're like, oh, holy crap, there's so much shit out there. Luckily for me, I'm I'm pretty well networked with Shane, Chris, Runestorm Painting, um, even Craigbot and. Uh, Wonderful uh, Brad, who 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 happened to help me out too. Um, so you know, for this section, I feel like I should just answer, ask a bunch of questions, and have Shane and Chris answer them. Right? Yeah, Sweet. sure. All right. So I'm gonna act like I haven't just done all of this and just <laughs> ask you some very generic questions. So you know, for someone looking to get into airbrushing. What is the absolute basics? What's Chris? First? Do you want to start off with it? Sorry, I had to mute myself. I had to sneeze. Um, no so I always recommend it's an $80 set. It's Master Airbrush, and you get um, a compressor that I'm actually using as we speak. Um, you get a airbrush that, honestly, it's really good if you want to lay down tons of like. Ba- like base coats with primer um, if you don't want to use your good airbrush for that because you really don't need a special airbrush for primering. Um, great for terrain. Um, you get like all the basic shit in that kit. Um, and then Lewis, there's another link I had sent you that has like like the kit for cleaning the airbrush and all that stuff. But um, like I, I always strongly recommend that Master Airbrush set because it's so cheap and it's like if you just want to get into it and you don't want to spend like tons of money in the beginning it's just you know it carried me for a while and i've upgraded the airbrush that i use 
but um, that compressor is fucking awesome. Like, it works great. Yo, Chris, so. talk about the uh, how you decided you needed an upgrade from the airbrush, from the oh. basic set to what you now use. Oh, now, um, basically, I was using the basic shit that came with it, and then Badger had that sale where it was like $50 for a, a, any airbrush. So I bought three airbrushes. Um, so I'm, now I'm using the Sotar 2020. I, I want to rub my balls on that thing every time I look at it. I love that fucking airbrush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but like, honestly, I got the Patriot and like, like, I, I just felt like it went from zero to 160 too fast with like spraying down the, the like the, how much paint would come out. Mm-hmm. Um, as compared to the master airbrush, like so, and, and then on top of it, I forgot to clean it out after one of our podcast episodes, and then came back the following week, and it was just filled with dried up paint. So that's just chilling right now. But um, so I switched over to the Sotar, and I realized how fucking amazing that thing is. Um, so yeah, I don't know if I answered the question. I just started to like talk about other shit. Shane, same, same. Just keep keep the ball rolling. Rolling. All right. So, basic items you need to start airbrushing. Uh, you want an extraction hood, or barring that, you need a place that you can spray and not affect others. So, uh, <laughs> a basement, just another, just a place where it's not going to bother anybody. Um, you'll probably want a good dust mask if you're not using the extraction hood. Important thing to note is that after about 12 inches of spraying, the paint does turn into essentially dust, and at that point, it's really not harmful. So, um, <clears throat> fume hood is nice, though, especially when you're cleaning uh, using some of the methods that I use to clean the airbrush. Um, you'll want a good quality airbrush. I always recommend to get a better airbrush first, and don't fuck around with a cheaper one. I like the Badger Renegade Chrome. It comes with two different style uh, size needles, a larger and a small one. Larger one's good for base coating, clear coating, and bitch work. And the other one's good for everything else. And I actually use the other one for everything. Um, so Badger Renegade Chrome. Uh, you want an air compressor with a moisture trap and with a tank. Tankless is garbage. If you get tankless, throw it in the bin, get one with a tank. Um, you'll need a, some kind of hose to connect it, but usually it comes with the uh, tank. You'll want a bottle of Windex with ammonia. Make sure it says it has the ammonia on it because the ammonia breaks down the paint and it's a great way to clean the airbrush unless you have a cheap airbrush then don't do that. But if you have a badger, you go. Because I think it's made out of stainless steel so it can handle the ammonia on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Glad someone remembered that. Um, <clears throat> you'll want some kind of thinning agent. Um, I like using Vallejo's paint thinner, but you can probably get away with uh, distilled water. Um, but that's just my suggestion. Um, that's really it for the bare essentials you know because you just need a place to spray really and then from there it's just kind of figure it out man 
So, like, right there, straight off the bat, conflicting ideas on this. So, Chris is saying the cheap brush pretty much does the basics, like base coating, correct? Yeah, I mean, well, it's more of like a money thing. Like, if you've got the money to buy something really nice to start, then rock on, do that. But for me, like, when I first started, I just didn't have the money. And also, I I wasn't sure about what to get because everybody had, like, a different opinion. It is true. Everyone has, like, their own fucking opinion on this. Yeah, so it's more like, you know, if you just want to get your your dick wet just a little bit, like, just the tip, and, like, get some experience, it's pretty inexpensive to spend 80 bucks and have, like, just a basic setup, and then you could, like, kind of, you know, um, if you just want to, like, experiment. Um, But honestly, like, if you get a good, well-known airbrush, I don't think it really matters what you get. I think you're going to be really happy. And, um, so, yeah. Like, you uh, know, I'll swear uh, by the one I have now. Fuck yeah. Like, then I hear, like, hang on. Shane mentioned getting a compressor with a tank. So, for anyone that's aware of this, the tank that Chris recommended, I don't think that has a tank that holds it. No. I think it just kicks in when it needs to pump out air. So, like, the pressure goes down and it pumps it back in. Right? I mean, I think there's a little. It looks like there's a small tank attached to it. Like it, there's a cylindrical it, fucking thing with like underneath of a fucking looks like a. If, if there's a tank underneath the motor. Yeah, it's not just the motor. It looks like a small cylindrical yeah. tank. So, so what you're telling me is you've never drained the water out of your your tank. <laughs> Do that. Say what? <laughs> there's a plug on the bottom of that tank. You need to drain the water out. Oh, really? Yeah, when you uh, when you compress air, the the moisture that's trapped in there uh, tends to drop out inside the tank. Oh wow, well, there's there's a moisture trap. Yeah. So um, so I, I yeah, actually... but that doesn't that doesn't get rid of all the air. There's still going to be air in that tank. And if you don't, or sorry, that doesn't get rid of all the moisture. There's still going to be moisture in that tank. And if you don't get rid of that moisture, it's going to rust out your tank. I don't so, see a plug. So I actually was in this conversation. I don't know how I stumbled into this. Uh, where someone else in a different chat that Shane invited <clears throat> me into. Where someone else was looking at a setup. And Brad was just like, no, that's fucked up. That's that's not the tank you want. And it was the same one that I just purchased. And I was like, fuck, I just brought that one. And he's like, he's like, now you want this one? It was the same tank sitting on top on top of this black cylindrical uh, tank. I yep. guess that's the holding tank. Uh, it was like twenty bucks more, and I was he was like, yeah, that's better because it has room to hold the air, so the motor's not constantly running. It's not even about the motor constantly running. Uh, well, okay, yeah, it is, but it, it's it's about keeping an even and consistent air pressure. Because that's that's problem. Like, um, so th- I don't. You can also um, there's kits that you can buy where um, you just use a, a canister of propellant and you just puncture the tank and you airbrush with that till the tank runs out of propellant. Yeah. Um, but that's the problem with that is the longer you air, you know, eventually you're going to run out of pressure. So you're going to start off at a really high air pressure and then slowly drop your way down. Whereas if you have the tank with a regulator with a built-in moisture trap, 
You can control your pressure. You can keep it constant. If you want to spray 18 PSI, it stays at 18 PSI until you're done. And then, you know, when you're ready to clean, jack that pressure back up, you know, blast that cleaner through it, and then drop it back down when you're ready to go back to painting. That's the whole purpose of having the tank, just consistent performance. Well, it looks like I'm going to have to upgrade. There we are. We're all learning new things today. <laughs> I just, you know, I, I felt like, you know, once again, as someone who just literally entered this, and I, I have a great network. I'm not even going to lie. Like, the people that helped me pick from Chris down to helping me do the airbrushing itself, I mean, I have some great people to feed feed off of with some great advice. So, for me, this was, you know, once I decided to take the bite into this, it took a you know, I had Chris build me a list. I brought all the basics, and then, you know, I wanted to make sure I had the correct brush because moving on to the next part, it's like, so everywhere I was reading, it was saying the brush is a key thing. Like, it's make a make or break. Like, this is, like, what you need to spend your money on. And um, so there's a bunch of different, like, dual, dual action, dual feed, um, there's a, a feed from the bottom. There's the the top feed. So to break this down in simplicity, I'm gonna have Shane do it. But from what I gathered, it does help. Yeah. So double action gravity feed. That's what we want as miniature painters. Uh, gravity feed refers to the cup is on type is on top. Excuse me and weight. You know, gravity just pulls the paint right in. And double action refers to you push down and that releases air through the airbrush. And then when you pull back, it starts to release paint through the airbrush. So if you get a single action, those both happen at the same time. And you, don't, you need more control. That's the whole, that's the name of the game with painting miniatures is control, control, control. You know, we're not painting a car. We're not doing anything fancy like that. We're, we're, or I, sh- I shouldn't say fancy. We're, you know, we're, our shit is very fine detailed. So we need as much control as we possibly can get. Um, like for example, guys who paint t-shirts, a lot of them don't even uh, take the paint out of their uh, airbrush overnight. They'll just cap it up. So it gets as little um, air exposure as possible and leave it sit overnight. Don't do that ever. So um, what? Just to refer to the, the type that commonly pops up when you're looking at airbrushes, is the bottom fed one where there's a cup where you just screw in a cup and what happens there is you push the trigger, the air pumps into the cup, pushes the paint out, and it shoots out. And that's yeah, it's called a, people- it's a siphon feed. Yeah, yeah, it's you, a, you don't like, want that. You need higher air pressure to run that, and um, it's great if you're just doing like larger projects, like if, if you're doing fucking t-shirts, like that's great. But we're not doing t-shirts; we're doing fine scale models, so you need that more you need more control all right so a question for both of you for a beginner which is the best airbrush Uh, well i'm gonna go back to money if you want to get into airbrushing without spending you know with spending the the least amount like lewis what was the total of stuff that like the stuff that i sent you like it was before before i uh, so i originally it came to like 250 for the whole setup and that was with the so the list chris sent me which i brought most of it i think the only thing i changed 
was the second airbrush, which I upgraded myself mm -hmm. to the SOTAR 2020. Um, so the, the original list included the kit with the airbrush, a secondary airbrush, which was 30 bucks, I'm pretty sure, the cleaning kit, Alejo air thinner, and the hood for the extraction, because that's pretty important to me, because, you know, I don't want to, like, kill everyone with, like, poisonous gas. Yeah, but even, like, if you just want to, you could jerry-rig a box fan behind you and, like, you do have, like, pretty good uh, air extraction as long as you're not in a place that's going to bother people. So you could spend, like, closer to that that, ex that fucking hood thing's what, like, 80 bucks? Yeah, but I think if, you know, having used that hood thing now, I, I would definitely tell people that if you have the money, buy that hood thing. And and now you can, if you do rattle cam primer, you can prime inside if you have that because you just ducked it out the yeah. window, boom, done, ready to go. Weather true. does not matter. Very true. Yeah, I have That's that. I, I, sh I need to like rip my desk out, start a new setup, and, and install that hood in like the wall in my fucking man cave. Cause... It is definitely worth it. So I, I made the mistake of like not turning that hood thing on. <laughs> sidetrack and dude it, it's within seconds you can smell that yeah, and it just even gets everywhere yeah it does yeah. It, it definitely helps contain the spray so the overspray will hit the walls I mean if you look at my hood now it's definitely coated in a nice sheen of purple for when I'm <laughs> trying out my color schemes so it definitely I, I don't think that would return it at this point but um, you know it, it's perfectly sized so there's enough room to maneuver about in there and um, it, it, in terms of air quality, it's definitely a well worth venture, and it has a filter on it too in the back, so that does help, right? Yeah, I love that thing. So, Chris went the more conservative money approach. How about you, Shane? What, what's your recommended apart from I guess you're going to say the Renegade, um, Badger Renegade approach. Chrome? So, I fucked around with a cheaper, um, airbrush uh in 2013 and it was so shitty and i won't name what it is because i'm going to offend someone because they've recommended this airbrush and the do time... it no <laughs> not doing it come on <sighs> it's the awada neo oh, okay i just oh, didn't like dude. it i'm using that right now and i <laughs> love it yeah, well, wait till you get a badge of Renegade Chrome. The trigger is so much smoother. You're just gonna you're, you're gonna <laughs> wonder what the fuck you've been doing. I, I don't know. I, you know, I'm using the Sotar, which I had, and I'm using the Awasa Neo. Okay. And and it's um, the Awasa Neo. I, I actually kind of like the way it feels. Yeah. I, I, well, okay. For me, I I don't like it. Not a fan. So. But I gotta say, you have more experience with it. I literally have done one spray, so I, I mean, I can't even like. I was trying it out. Yeah. Did you, did you just target someone? I did. Hashtag I feel targeted. Good. Hashtag, Hashtag. go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I. So what I would do is. So they want a neo. How much did that cost you? Like sixty bucks. Uh no. Um. So the. No, I'm not even going to explain it. I'm just going to say it did not cost. Did you get a good discount? Yes. Okay, so the no average person is not going to get that discount. Correct. Okay, so the the Iwadani is about 60 bucks. For 40 more dollars, 
you can get a Badger Renegade Chrome because it's about $100 on the internet. And it will do everything for you. It will base coat. It will it will uh, clear coat. It will do fine detail. It would do you know average details. It will do whatever you need it to do. And it's a workhorse. You can beat the shit out of it. Um, and it'll keep running. You just use... All I do is I... Um, when I'm done painting, I take a paper towel, wipe out the res- residual paint that's in there. Then I give it a blast with that Windex ammonia, jack the air pressure up, and just do that till it cleans up. Which reminds me, I need to oil up my trigger a little bit, actually. You know, I was listening to RFI there talking about this like, like third-party trigger that you could get. I need to like message one of those dudes and find out what it was, but they were like swearing by it. I guess it like increases your precision. I don't know. <laughs> you could you could also just do exercises for that. I mean, I'm not knocking people who who need to, that kind of stuff, but if you practice, uh, you know, you'll with just some basic exercises like circles and signing your name and shit like that. It's you can get really good really fast. Yeah, I actually. Um... The uh, the paint and black and other colors, dude. Miles Davis from um, Age of Darkness. I actually, I'm one of his Patreon dudes, uh-huh. and um, I I actually pay for, I think it's two hours a month, or two like two classes a month maybe, or one. I forget. Either way, I get Skype uh, painting lessons from him, and he actually like introduced me to that for practicing. And um, like practicing writing your name in cursive or whatever, and just doing different uh, widths of like you know the the spray, um, yep. just before you paint is a really I think it's like if you're gonna work on a really important model, it's a really vital exercise because it just refamiliarizes your your sense you know like your um what do you call it muscle memory with um, just what you're doing and it can just help with the accuracy and reduce I think it would significantly reduce any kind of mistakes yeah experience so um, I just want to you know so so we talked about paintbrush well paint airbrush slash uh, compressor so you know now that you have the basic setup to start and you know, cleaning. We've heard Che mention he uses ammonia and Windex compared to airbrush cleaner. How do you find that works for you? Windex works way better um, because it actually breaks the paint down, whereas the the airbrush cleaner it cleans it. But I just don't find it cleans it as quickly as the Windex with ammonia. It's it's it's. I'm, I'm telling you, you. So if you have extra, if you have enough excess, you pour it out. And then wipe the cup clean. Jack the air pressure up on your air compressor as high up as it'll go. Take the Windex, give it one squirt into the pot, blast it through your airbrush, go back in, squirt it again, blast that through, and then give it a third squirt, blast that, and you're ready to go to your next color. Damn. So I, I, I brought the cleaning kit, so I'm, I'm pretty excited to see how the cleaning kit works. Yeah, is that the thing that I recommended? Yeah, I did buy that because you know the, the, it came with the spray pot. So when you 
want to blast out the the residue of paint, you can just spray it right into that. Yeah, I fucking love that. Like that's that's key. I wasn't expecting it to be glass, but it was. So that was that was a nice added feature to that. Love yeah, it adds a weight, right? Yeah, definitely. And it's got the stand at the top, so you can use it to mix paints, which is nice. Fuck okay. yeah. Um, so that was that was a pretty cool thing. So then we've heard like you know Shane's telling you, hey. You don't need to buy the cleaner. You can just buy ammonia or Windex, mix it, and you probably got no, same. no, Windex, and it'll say on the label with with ammonia D. Okay, so you're saying it's just one bottle. It's not even mixing. It's just yeah. one. It's yeah. Just yeah. make sure your airbrush is not, you know, made of a shitty metal. I don't know what Awada makes their airbrushes out of, but as long as it's stainless steel, you're good to go. Because if it's a cheap, if it's a cheaper metal, the ammonia will eat at the metal. I would have to check. I'm assuming yeah. it's not cheap metal, though, because it, it definitely feels hefty. I can tell you the starter airbrush that I was recommending that I started with, like, from... I used to take that thing apart and clean it, like, every time I used it. I never fought, Yeah, I know. Talk about a waste of time. Oh, um, dude, me too, like, man. Me too. I, I, I made, like... There's, like, little speckles of fucking silver after I <laughs> would scrub it, and I'm like, yeah, I did something wrong, but okay. Um. So, but yeah, dude, I never take my fucking airbrush apart now, ever. Yep. No, I, I actually, funny enough, so, yeah, since we're on this rant of, like, airbrush cleaning, uh, since I've been listening to you guys, like, for me, I just take a paper towel, wipe the paint residue out, I squirt the water in, you know, I see the water, I cover the ends, do a backflow on it, Mm-hmm. Where the air's shooting into your hand and pushing the bubbles and the paint residue up. I do that a couple of times, empty it, and then I'm like, put the next paint in. That's what I do. Yeah, the, the stuff that I use is actually the shit that I spilled in the last episode. <laughs> it's a, what, 5618 airbrush cleaner, auto air colors, Createx colors, Wicked colors. There's like three different fucking names. Um, I guess it's createxcolors.com. But I get it off Amazon. That shit, it it's it smells extremely toxic. But um, like you're gonna get high toxic. No, like you're gonna fucking have to pause the podcast and go mm-hmm. get a box fan and air out your fucking ventilous scheme room. <laughs> kind of toxic. But um, so like, I fucking love that shit because like you know I I use it in between colors actually, and then I do the backflow. Like if it's depending on the colors, it, it you know that I'm going back and forth on, but um, it really gets it out. And before I um, when I finish airbrushing, I'll clean it out, do the backflow, and then leave it in the little pot on top or whatever it's called, reservoir. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll just leave like some of it in there, let it evaporate maybe, and then like a week later I'll come back and that stuff doesn't really evaporate evaporate quickly because it'll still be in there and I'll just spray it out you know it just keeps it nice and um clean so nice so technically right now we have going forward so we discuss airbrushes so you know you can get away with the basics Spending a little bit more will give you a little bit better of a product. You know, we have air tanks where we talked about once with and without what you shouldn't do. And what I've read everywhere and looked online is the little box compressors that you get for like nail work, I guess. <laughs> I, I saw buy. those. What is that? 
I've read it's like for nail work, but like, don't buy one of those. Those are a complete waste of your money. If you see that, avoid it. So you're talking about a compressor, you know, if you start with the the basic one that Chris recommended, it's perfectly fine. Eventually down the line, if you want more consistent spray, go for a tank on it where it will hold air pressure. And so that basically that means as you're spraying, it's not going to immediately kick on to pump the air back in. It's going to keep the air in the tank. And when the air drops low enough, it'll come back on, fill the tank back up. And that way, you know, you'll hear the compressor go on for much longer, but it will definitely keep that flow at a nice consistent rate. Right. I covered that pretty well. Um, so, that, you know, for me, the next thing was, you know, there's also, uh, on the airbrushes themselves, like a 0.35 or 0.4 for a needle. And, and from my guesstimation, that was the detail of spray you needed. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. What is the perfect one for a do-it-all? 0.35 is pretty good. Chris? Oh, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I used to pay attention to that shit, and then I just like didn't airbrush for a while, and then I just forgot. Like what sizes I had in my fucking airbrush. Um, I I think I yeah I think I'd go between like a probably a three five and I, I think I'd use a five for um base coating. Yep. And then I'd use or like varnishing. Point, yeah, but now um I just kind of thin out my varnish a little bit with the. I don't oh really? Yeah, I I use a little bit of thinner and like with the um. Sotar, since it's clearly um, a smaller point, I'm just uh, thinning it a little bit. What uh, what varnish do you use? Um, Vallejo, Vallejo, Vallejo. Yeah, Fallacio. Where the fuck is it? (laughs) Okay, I just use Tester's dull coat because I'm lazy. Well, I use that small. Is that that small spray can? Yep. I use that. Um, I like to use that for when I finish my model. But, um, mm-hmm. like, if I don't feel like using, like, setting that fucking, that, um, ventilation hood up in the other part of my basement with, and opening the door and blowing the fucking air outside, um, then I use the, um, I think this is Vallejo. Yeah, it's Vallejo, and there's a gloss varnish, and it's acrylic resin, and, uh, mm-hmm. then they've got a matte varnish, and honestly, it works really fucking good, because I used it, um... I use that with my um, I use it for a couple of things. The Night Titan that you saw that's not really complete but was at a decent quality and mm-hmm. something else. It's great for doing like a single miniature because then you don't have to like wait for it, it to dry and then it doesn't have that hardcore smell. Mm-hmm. So it works really well. It works just as good as that spray, honestly. Because huh. I use the same shit. I just, you know, the spray is just more convenient for bigger shit. So, if I had the ventilation hood set up in my with like a better desk set up right now, I wouldn't have to be non-oiling with a brush my fucking Warlord Titans. Cause goddamn, this is mind-numbing. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I hate doing that with a brush. It takes forever. Yeah, but if when you do it with an airbrush, it, you got to remember it looks different too. True. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't pull like I I, I prefer when it pulls in kind of like you know mm. in the recesses and. Just depends on the look you're going for. Yeah, bro. 
so now we have like the basics. So you have the setup. So you got this hood, you got your airbrush, your compressor, the cleaning kit, all of that stuff. Then comes to the fun part, paints. So now there are some some paint companies that make specific paints. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So my biggest dilemma came from: Do I buy airbrush paint or do I buy yes regular paint? And this airbrush. Is, you went with airbrush straight yes. out. Yes. Shane's not yes. even going to deny it. No. It's it's ground. The pigment is ground finer. There you go. So. You know, so I, I spoke to a couple of people about this, and you know, my local local game store doesn't really support airbrush paints. What right, they do so for gonna... Citadel, so you know, and the, what they provide me in discount is, you know, I'm paying like not that much for paint mm-hmm. going there compared to buying it on Amazon. So it's it's tough. So you know. If you do, you know, so you're a straight airbrush. Is there a particular brand that you like? Vallejo. Vallejo. But I will say, I have one of their um, metallics. I think it's like bright bronze or whatever, and it's trash. But that being said, they have this one color called Vallejo. Hang on, let me grab it here. Vallejo Acrylic Metal Color Airbrush Colors. Magnesium is the color. It is an amazing color. For like a silver gunmetal, it's just awesome. Can't go wrong with it. It's like a well, sword dick, man. You can't beat it. I feel like Vallejo, they have, yeah, they they have those little thinner bottles that have the the metallics, but then there's the the thicker ones. Is that what you're talking about? Where it's um, it's, a, it's a larger bottle. Yeah. Well, I have there's game color and then there's model color. And Is it's... it like a different range within <clears throat> the range or something? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because yeah. I have a few of them, and they they look pretty cool. It works really well. Uh, it's one I'm. It's my metal recipe. <clears throat> As I spray that, do a top down with Vallejo model uh, air chrome, then I hit it with uh, null oil just to kind of give it a dirty, shitty look, and then uh, voila, that's it. <laughs> the magnesium is amazing. I'm telling you. So you know, for for me, you know. Being limited to what the game store offers, I brought the game series and the Vallejo. That's that's what she said. No, <laughs> um, that's what they told me at school when I was in that classroom. But... So you know, I use the Vallejo paint filler. It, to be honest, they're pretty thin to begin with compared to Citadel paints, the Vallejo mm-hmm. series. Yep. So it really doesn't need thinning too much. I just feel like the quality is much better. Um, I will actually trump you on Metallic Series, and this was a tip from Craigbot. Mm-hmm. Um, it was uh, Scale 78. The paint oh, series. Scale 75. I butchered that, whatever. <laughs> so I brought that Metallic Series, <laughs> and it is killer. Fucking British people. Fuckers. No wonder we left. With their fancy words and shit. Dude, it's it's another paint company. They all sound the same now. It doesn't even sound similar. I don't even know what I'm going on this rant. You and your Scrabble words. Scrabble, <laughs> um, yeah, I've heard that about Scale 75. Uh, I have their Flesh t- Tone series. Yeah. Not loving it? I don't know. It's made to be thinned, which I, which is nice, but 
I don't know. You really got to shake the shit out of it before you use it. It separates so fast. And you have to like constantly go back and you're like, oh, I'm not using it today. It doesn't matter. Like it needs to be shook. Shake it. I don't know. It's great. It's good paint though. I don't know if I posted this on our Facebook group, and if, if you're on on it, you know it's Road to Damnation. You'll find us pretty quickly. Um, but I, I I did up my first Javelin uh, model, and I used the Metallic series from them, and I think it came out pretty well. It's got no decals on it right now, but like I, it's pretty much at the point where I'm pretty happy with it. And uh, like I said, I've made the, my decision as how I'm going to paint my Traitor Legion. Um, but you know, for me, you know that came out pretty well, and I couldn't have been more happy with the the paint series from that on the uh, the, the finish that came out. Nice. So, you know, and uh, Chris, do you, do you have any tips for people picking paint for airbrushes? I mean, as I look at my my rack of paints on the wall, you know, it's it's really filling up, and I think the Vallejo is really taking over and there's less and less GW. Um, I personally love Vallejo. I just fucking, I love their paints. You get a lot of colors, like an insane amount of colors. Um, and I just, I've always had really good luck with it. It works really well. Um, I've on maybe only one occasion ever thinned one down a little bit. Um, but it always works really well with the airbrush and you know, there's really zero complaints. I just fucking love Vallejo. So, and, and like, also, I don't think that um, anyone should ever be afraid to use non-airbrush paints, um, because if you have airbrush thinner, and like, let's say there's a color that you really want to use, but you, you like, you know, you have the paint, and um, you don't want to go out and fucking order it or find a store that sells it and wait for it to come in. I mean, watering it down is really not that big of a deal, or uh, thinning it. As far as I'm concerned, you just you get the right consistency, make sure it looks right, and it, it always works out. Right, and, and there's some colors, and this is one of my recipes for doing white is like this, where they don't make that color in an airbrush color. So you have to take the non-airbrush paint and thin it down. So it, it's like, just I, I just find it's easier to clean if you do airbrush paint. Oh, yeah, and, and like also those little tiny like jelly jars... Those are perfect for mm, the new yeah. paints because then you just, you just, let's say you have the whole pot and you're like, well, I really only want this as airbrush paint. You just dump the whole thing into the little jelly jar, fill it with fucking thinner, and then you just have to remember to shake the fuck out of it. You know, throw like a little washer or a fucking penny in there and you're good. You know? So. Yeah. There you are. If you need to shake up paint, throw a washer in there. It'll well. get the job done. Something that's not going to react, yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. I've had that happen, and it was penny is out. not the way to go. Do not do a penny. Like I, I, I like took some paper clips and I like rolled them up and bent them up and threw them in a thing of um shirt <laughs> that I did when I was like painting Death Guard a while back. And then I went back to it and I looked, and the paper clip was super rusted, and I was like, oh, that it might actually work out. <laughs> Can't replicate it really, but so that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, that is a good point. You want to put something that's not going to react. So, so right now we're looking at this. So, you know, we've gone through your basic setup to the paint. Um, looking at like you know, 
I'm going to ask the dumb last question. How far away should I be before I spray? That is a dumbass question. What the fuck are you talking about? Yo, there's <laughs> going to be people that don't know the correct distance to be away when you're spraying. As far as you need to be. Like if you're wearing it, like I said, 12 inches, it's when it's, it turns into dust at that point. So, you know, what's whatever's comfortable for you, hold the model at that distance and then regulate your air pressure. I mean, you don't want to go too far. If you go too far, it starts to dry before it gets to the surface of the model. So many sexual window windows right there. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, no, so like, uh, I guess what Shane's trying to say is like, I guess, you know, I don't know. It all comes down to that practice. I definitely recommend doing the practice, the circles and signatures, the workout distances and how far of a spray you'll get from how far you'll pull it away what air pressure you want to run at because there's no set it doesn't matter what anybody tells you there's no set pressure to run your airbrush at so you know like me i like to run anywhere from 8 to 15 psi sometimes i go up to 20 depending on the paint um but again it depends on the paint so some people go higher Air pressure is another topic we should probably cover because that's also a pretty daunting fact. Like how like, so I'm sitting there with my first spray, I got it at 60 PSI thinking that's what's in the tank. But someone was telling me, no, 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 that's not what's in the tank. That's the pressure you're spraying at. Right. Yeah, if you so, have a regulator on it, that's the, that's the pressure it's spraying at. So you want to jack that shit down. You jack it down by pulling, uh, by turning it like like you're loosening it, as it were. Like you're yeah, loosening so, the screw, so. So, so all of those are going to be completely different, but like, um, so it's if you don't have a tank that holds a certain amount and it's a regulator, that's the, the, the what it's spraying at. So when I first went at it, it was 60 psi. I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, great, this is covering so well, but like, <laughs> I'm pressing down and paint's just coming flying out. <laughs> and it's like, I'm on the phone with Chris, and he's like, no, nah, no. Nah, same tank as me, you need to pull off and turn that shit down. 20 PSI is going to be much better. So, like, I'm trying to 20 PSI, I'm like, ah, is it? I don't know. And then, like, when I start going, I'm like, no, it does. It definitely makes a difference. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, the advantage of higher pressure, um, you'll blow any any clogs out that you have. <laughs> so, that is That is pretty true. I've used that, like, yeah, I've been like, I mean, fuck it, like I'm just gonna jack this thing all the way up and just blow this fucking paint out, and it works really well. Yeah, I mean, if you've got a clog, that is a legitimate like method to clear the clog out. It's just jack the air pressure up, loosen the set screw that holds the needle in place, and just back that bitch back and forth until that clog blasts out. Uh, while blasting the air pressure, uh, I, I should say. So even going onto that point right there, so on the air gun, there's a needle set limit. Yep. So, oh, the, yeah. From what I've learned, and I, I've had some excellent teachers. Like I said, I, I got a great support network for this. If you push it all the way in, when you pull back, it's the needle will only release a certain amount. But technically, there's a screw in the back you can loosen and pull the needle out a little bit from there. So when you push down, it will still come out, even if you're not pulling back. 
Like, since you moved the needle out the way. So I, I don't. There's there's a cap they give you that goes over top of the needle. Yep. I don't use that. Take it off. Do you recommend taking it off? Yeah. See, I watched Spiky Bits, who literally said, "I know why that cap's there." Spiky Bits is a fucking moron. Shane, how do you feel about Spiky Bits? It's trash. It's clickbait. (laughs) Don't waste your time. There you are, Shane. I've seen you go fucking berserk on them. I don't like them, and I've, uh, yeah. That you know what? There's no reason to go there. Let's just give it more clicks. Moving on. The second Lewis said spiky bits, I was like, yes! Shane's going to freak out. I, I, <laughs> he held himself I, back. <laughs> uh, I can't. Like, I, I can't fucking handle people that monetize this goddamn hobby. Like, okay, I get it. Like, fucking GW's monetizing it. I get it. But, like, I can't fucking stand people that just run trash articles about, you know, is 40K dying? And blah, blah, blah. Like, shut the fuck up. Stop running your fucking trash fucking articles just to generate clicks and then load up your website with so many goddamn ads that my fucking computer's like, alert, alert, you have fucked a Trojan. And you're just like, oh God, like what is happening? Like, it's just My wife stop. thinks I've gone on a porn site, but technically right. I've you're been literally on like, bits. <laughs> Every fucking filter in your computer is screaming, get off this website. Oh no, it's it's just Rob Bear and his fucking piece of shit website with his trash articles and his shit hobby advice. There you are. Chase rent on spiky bits. <laughs> I fucking hate that website. Do you, do you need to do you need to talk about it? <laughs> fuck you. you. <laughs> no, I just did. I feel better. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. I'm glad that makes you feel better. Yeah, let me just write, or how many times he writes articles with rules, and you're just like, nope, you're wrong. (laughs) So, a little piece of advice working with the gloss varnish, because I just, um, I'm using the um, oil wash technique with my um, Epic 30K stuff. Mm -hmm. Actually, Um, I should point out before you go on that tantrum. So, the oil wash technique he's telling you about is... You varnish it beforehand, correct? Gloss varnish. Mm-hmm. And then create an oil wash mixture where you can dab into the grooves of the model when it goes in, correct? Yeah, you basically take white spirits and you mix it with uh, some oil paint. And then you put on a brush, and then when you touch to the miniature, it just rushes off of the brush and just goes right into the crevices. It's a pretty sick technique, but yeah, carry on. <laughs> so yeah, so I um didn't have the PSI low enough, and now there's like pulled white jizz in the <laughs> tiny little crevices of. <laughs> there you go, jackass. Yeah, it's dry and clear, but what kind of the... white did you use? The natural kinds? <laughs> Fucking sailor white. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I thought you were gonna make like a Sailor Moon reference, like one of those guys <laughs> that just shouldn't talk about Sailor Moon. Who does? Is that you? Yeah. All right. You know me. So, uh, all right. So we covered what's what's left to talk about. What I I kind of didn't think about uh, when buying it. Um, techniques. I mean, obviously, we just covered one with the varnish, uh, basically, roughly. Um, what else? 
not a, a family pretty much covered the airbrushing as a basics, right? I mean, um, feel like if I correct me if I'm missing something. Uh, yeah, I do want to add one one thing. Um, one thing mo- I know I didn't realize this. Um, air when you airbrush the paint, it is much thinner um, than if you brush it on spray can, you know, whatever. So when you are done painting the miniature, even if you're not using oil you need to at least seal it with some kind of varnish, whether it's tester's dull coat, you airbrush the varnish on, whatever. But you need to put something on it because the paint will scratch off very easily. Good point. And also from a new perspective, what happens if your paint cracks? If your paint cracks? Yeah. What do you mean it cracked? Did your paint crack? I'm just, I'm I'm throwing it out there because you know I've literally never had that happen to me. <laughs> that's what that, that's what she said. No, no, that's what you said. No, no, no. <laughs> what she me, was that's definitely that's definitely, that's definitely that's definitely what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did, did the paint really crack? No, I definitely had that cracking experience on one of the models. Um, maybe you're you didn't shake it enough. I don't know, more thinner. That's fucking weird. I've never seen that. Oh, you know what? I wonder if you did if you put the paint on too thick in one pass. I was thinking it was too thin, but it's it was my like first attempt at it. Oh, is it? Or it could have been residual oil in the airbrush from when it was made, maybe, and uh, it just fucked up the mixture of your paint. That's really weird. I've never heard of that happening. Um, so yeah, I feel, you know, weird questions I can throw out there. Why not? Um, so I definitely notice the chipping effect because the paint is super thin. Yeah. Uh, it's good to mount the stuff if you can, like on, on, uh, I use cork. Uh, some people use blue tack, you know, um, but you want to find some way to like keep your hands off the model as much as you possibly can. Some, I know some guys that just like quick glue it onto a base real quick and dirty so that it's like easy to snap off, but then they hold the base and they paint it. I mean, that's, that's fine. Really. Whatever's comfortable for you. Cause ultimately <laughs> you, it has to work for you. If it doesn't work for you, you're not going to keep doing it. So also, what were you going to say? Lewis? No, no, go ahead. Your point is more valid. I take a cork and then I take a paper clip and I like fucking all bend it out and shit. And I stab the paper clip into a cork and then I have like a little like rounded end of a paper clip sticking up. And then I bend it at like a 90 degree angle and I'll glue it to the bottom of a foot of a miniature, like a, like an infantry. And, um, that's how I paint my, um, my infantry guys or like parts to, you know, like uh, armor plates or something like that. Yep. Sub assembly. Do the same thing. Um, like don't glue the bolter into their hands. Like, uh, if, if you're like, for me, I do world eater. So blue backpacks, blue shoulder pads, white armor. Don't glue the shoulder pads in the backpack on, um, you know, tack them onto something separately so that you can paint it in sub assemblies, you know, just think before you paint the model. Um, and as always, if you have other questions, or you're nervous and you're not sure how to start, shoot us an email at what's the email? Vote to damnation k at gmail.com. And we will set up a time and we will, at least I, I would be willing to uh, do a live video chat and walk you through it.
Once again, wow. Shane does do commission work. So if you do have questions on setting up your own spray or airbrushing setup, Shane is an, definitely helped me. Chris definitely helped me. Brunstorm Painting definitely helped me. And Brad also helped me. So, I, I mean, there's some great people right there. And I definitely want to get Brad on at some point to talk about how he does the spraying for his flames on his salamanders. Right? No one yeah. Salamanders. Yeah. Uh also I feel like we totally missed this. Definitely prime your models. Well, I feel like if you're going into the airbrushing phase, you already know that. <laughs> if you didn't know that, back up <laughs> and lock that shit down first. Uh, and, for, and if and if you aren't sure, and you you if you have questions on even non airbrushing stuff, um, look up Matthew. my uh, look up my studio page. I don't charge for lessons. I I like um you're gonna be at my my schedule, but I don't I don't charge. So if you want to learn different techniques, shoot me a message on there, and and we'll set up a time and we'll go through stuff and we'll work it we'll work it through. Nice. Yo, definitely for me as an absolute noob at airbrushing, the community around is so willing to help. So, you know, if you do have these dumb questions, and I feel like they're dumb, like I'll ask some dumb questions. Like, like yeah, I still don't know what I'm buying. Tell me what I need to buy. Like, you know, for example, Rinstone Painting was telling me about the varnish technique, and I was like, yeah, I just don't understand that and he reached out to me and he was like let me know when you're free we'll do a video but this is a video of the basic concept and like he he showed me a video and i was like dude so thank you for taking the time to let me know because i want to improve my game because you know heresy you know as much as we like the gameplay it's about recreating the history of the 30k universe and it's fake historical fiction. Correct. Fake historical fiction. So we want our models to look the best. And, you know, everyone is so willing to help. So shout out to uh, Shane, Bridgestone Painting. You know, everyone to just will openly give advice. And, and Brad, too. Brad, Brad was like, let me know when you're set up. I'll help you out. Nah, not Brad. Hashtag fuck Brad. <laughs> He's got a new hashtag going. Have you heard it? What hashtag I ran? Six fire drinks. No, it's hashtag uh, fuck Shane. <laughs> oh, I thought, I thought you were going to say it was hashtag I want to run a Malcolm Furnace. <laughs> hashtag I don't want friends. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag I ran 15 fire drinks and lost. Oh, twice. I, re- I, gotta, I really got to get that fucking those t shirts set up. You really do. A, a betrayer, you're just going to sell them. As I walk in, you're like, Buy your own t-shirt. <laughs> nah, I, I yeah, I'll, whatever. I'll figure something out. Um, so I, you know, I, I think we pretty much covered this topic. And if once again, Shane has graciously said, if you have questions, shoot the email. A quick email. It's uh, road to damnation thirty k at gmail.com. We all have access to that. Shane even said, if you have questions on painting, he would happily help you out. But you're at his schedule as he is apparently backed up with his side business. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind from people with painting stuff. It's just 
you know, we'll, we'll be, we'll figure out a time that, that works for both of us. Um, but you know, I, I do have a fixed schedule. Painting is not my, uh, primary methods of employment. So you'll have to bear with me. Stripping is number one. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not available like Fridays and weekends and shit like that. You know, there are a lot of bachelorette parties I go to. (laughs) 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 All right. So that pretty much concludes, you know, uh, airbrushing for noobs, which also turned into if you're painting with noobs, you know, feel free to shoot us a message. I won't be much help, but Shane and Chris definitely will be. And Chris can definitely, or uh, Lewis can definitely teach you that uh, jerk and twist technique. That's for sure. Oh, it would definitely improve the game. That's just rub and tug. Um, so, you know, now we just need a uh, funny story to lead this out. So, um, who wants to tell a funny story? Uh, Chris, you got to have something today. Um, I don't know why recently I was thinking about this um, this dude that lived with us in high school. He was like a, a friend of my brother's. I remember like he turned 18 and um, decided he wanted to join the military. Uh-huh. And... Um, he had to lose like six pounds like for the following day. Ooh. And um, so they told him <laughs> to buy a bottle of X. <laughs> oh, no. And drink it. And um, it was great because we could hear him blowing ass from like three rooms away. Like it was like the episode oh. of Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> I don't know why I was thinking about that the other day, but like I was like 14, and it was like one of the funniest moments of my fucking adolescent life. <laughs> oh my god! Here's the question: Did it work? Oh yeah, yeah, it did. You oh my it. god! I can't. You fucking Jesus Christ! Wow, that's incredible. Pro tip: yeah, Laxative does the job. Pretty magical. <laughs> oh, actually, there's another story that I can tell that I recently heard. Um, oh no! It was a prison story. Always fun in prison. And so it basically the story ends with the prison staff finally realizing that this dude should be in like a um, basically like state psych facility rather than a prison. Mm-hmm. So like Damn, they Shane, always, you made made it up that quickly. <laughs> like, hey man, <laughs> like I don't fuck they, around. They always had to keep an eye on this dude um, because he was fucking just beyond out there, um, and probably not even medicated. And um, so one day the guards watching him, and the dude's sitting there with his back to him, and he's just giggling and giggling and giggling. Oh no! And um, so. The, then eventually the dude turns around and apparently he had found something sharp enough to cut his nutsack open. Uh, <laughs> he had cut his nutsack open and ripped his balls out of his nutsack and he was holding it up to his face and just laughing like pretty much like the Joker. But like, you know, like, like almost like a little <laughs> giggle while making eye contact with the guard. But like, you know, like the excessive like <laughs> like like that. And this is a true story. Like I heard this the other oh. day. Oh, Damn, man. you got out of the hospital really fast. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yep. uh, you know, oh, I had man. a story I was going to tell. I, I don't even remember what it was after that. 
What the I imagine fuck? ripping your own ball. Like, I mean, I believe it. I've seen some shit, dude. Like, I've fucking seen some shit. Because I worked at you, for 10 you've, years. You've seen someone rip their oh, physical ball. Like, and just... I, I, dude, I would have to sit there for 16-hour shifts, and I'd be lucky to get a half-hour break. And, like, just be arm's length precaution from people. And if they freaked out, um, I'd have to physically restrain them. So, like, I've. Is that what you call it? Physically restrained? Yeah. Dude, like, I've done three to at least three to four hundred restraints of people that were, like, poor hygiene from, like, state hospitals. Ugh. Like, that was, like, my job all through college. Um, So, like, I've, I've definitely seen some people. Like, I remember this one dude, I was sitting there, I had to, like, I was arm's length precaution, and we had to keep him from the main population because he was just, he made the population of psych patients even more uncomfortable than pretty much anything. Mm-hmm. And like, he would just sit there and be like, <laughs> like, but like staring at me with his hands in his pants. And um, there was like an intercom that would constantly listen. So the nurses knew if something bad was happening. And um, they would just have to sit there and listen to me tell this guy to keep his hands out of his pants and to stop jerking off while he was giggling <laughs> and staring at me. Damn shit. So like you how do you <laughs> oh my God. So like how do you address this? Like if a dude's st- st- just straight up fucking J and O, like what is like what comes out of your mouth? Like, do you just like stop jerking off? Yeah, that, yeah. I mean I don't fucking care. I'm like I like fuck pleasantries at that point, you know? The dude's staring at me like on a mattress on a, a like there there weren't um So he knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, like there weren't brick walls; they were all tile because it was easier to clean. Like if somebody <laughs> were to like piss and shit, like I think I told a story on RFI where it's like this dude would piss and shit in a sock and like shit and like stomp on it and then pick the sock up and fling it around. So like when people did stuff like that, it, you if it was tile, you could just you know bleach it and clean it better. But um, so like he'd be laying on a mattress, just just a mattress. Um, they wouldn't even have covers half the time. And, like, he'd have a blanket over him, and his hands were clearly in his pants, and he's just <laughs> staring at me, like, just, <laughs> like, like, laughing. Like, like, but you know, like, you know, like, that, I forget where it's from, but it's, like, that audio skit where the guy would be like, hey, lady, like that. Yeah. Like, you ever heard that? I don't know where it's from, but, like, he would kind of be like that, but, like, trying to talk to me. <laughs> so yeah, as, as he's going he must have thought you had a... No, yeah, and the, the worst part is like he would get out every once in a while, so I'd have to run down the hall, slam into him, and like, you know, put him into like something similar to like a, is it a full Nelson? I don't know. You have to put him in like almost like this wrestling move, and then bring him to the ground, and in some cases just physically drag them back, like backwards into the room, open it with your back, like or like get you know someone to buzz you in, then just go sit there with the fucker all over again. So. He probably enjoyed that. He did. <laughs> Rubbing up against you, he was like, oh yeah, man. Dude, some people did it on purpose. You know, they really enjoyed it. Must have thought you had a pert of mouth. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. So, happy thoughts. There's always someone that loves you, Chris. It's. I'll give you a hint though. It's neither of us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. On that note. 
Yeah. Uh, oh, shit. All right. Well, that means about time to punch that ticket. <laughs> All right, guys. You know, it's been a fun fucking episode talking about airbrushing, getting rants about some shit, right? I fucking ranted about way too much shit tonight. <laughs> 40K has definitely become the enemy of the show. <laughs> yeah, uh, you got to get up the train. Fuck yeah.